Hello, Defenders. I hope you are enjoying this week of another um, week of reading The Tale of Despero. Don't forget, you can find your reading response journal at bit.ly forward slash VDPS project journal. Today, we finish our week with the beginning of book, the fourth, Recalled to the Light, which is chapters 34 and 35. I hope you enjoy it. Have a great weekend. Book, the fourth, Recalled to the Light. Chapter 34, Kill Him Even If They're Already Dead. Reader, you did not forget about our small mouse, did you? Back to the light. That's what Gregory whispered to him as he wrapped Despero in his napkin and placed him on the tray. And then Meg, after her conversation with Roscuro, carried the tray into the kitchen. And when she saw Cook, she shouted, it's me, Miggery Sow, back from the deep downs. Ah, lovely, said Cook. And ain't we all relieved? Meg put the tray on the counter. Here, here, said Cook, your duties ain't done. You must clear it. How's that, shouted Meg. You must clear the tray, shouted Cook. She reached over and took hold of the napkin and gave it a good shake. And as Despero tumbled out of the napkin and landed directly plop in a measuring cup full of oil. Ugh, said Cook, a mouse in my kitchen, in my cooking oil, in my measuring cup. You may kill him directly. Mick bent her head and looked at the mouse, slowly sinking to the bottom of the glass cup. Poor little Nisi, she said. And she stuck her hand into the oil and pulled him out by his tail. Despero, coughing and gasping and blinking in the bright light, could have wept with joy at his rescue, but he was not given time to cry. Kill him, shouted Cook. Gore, said Mig. All right. Holding Despero by the tail, she went to get the kitchen knife. But the mouse tail, covered in oil as it was, was slick and difficult to hold on to, and Mig, in reaching for the knife, loosened her grip and Despero fell to the floor. Mig looked at the little bundle of brown fur. Gore, she said. That killed him even. That killed him for sure. Kill him even if he's already dead, shouted Cook. That's my philosophy with mice. If they're alive, kill him. If they're dead, kill him. That way you can be certain of having yourself a dead mouse, which is the only kind of mouse to have. That's some good sophistry, that is. Kill him even if they're already dead. Hurry, you cauliflower-eared fool, shouted Cook. Hurry! Despero lifted his head from the kitchen floor. The afternoon sun was shining through the large kitchen window. He had time to think about how miraculously the light was, and then it disappeared, and Mig's face loomed into view. She studied him, breathing through his mouth. Little Meesey, she said, ain't you going to skedaddle? Despero looked for a long moment into Mig's small, concerned eyes, and then there came a blinding flash and the sound of metal moving through air as Mig brought the kitchen knife down, down, down. Despero felt a very intense pain in his hindquarters. He leapt up and into action. Reader, he scurried. He scurried like a professional mouse. He zigged to the left, he zagged to the right. Gore shouted Mig, missed him. Ain't that a surprise, said Cook, as Despero scurried under a crack in the pantry door. I got the little Macy's tail, though, said Mig. She bent over and picked up Despero's tail and held it up, proudly displaying it to Cook. So, shouted Cook, what good will that do us when the rest of him has disappeared into the pantry? I don't know, said Mig, and she braced herself as Cook advanced upon her, intending to give her a good clout to the ear. I don't know. Chapter 35, The Knight in Shining Armor. Despero was pondering the reverse of that question. He was wondering not what he would do with his tail, but what he would do without it. He was sitting atop a high bag of flour on the shelf in the pantry, crying for what he had lost. The pain in his hindquarters was intense, and he wept because of it. But he also cried because he was happy. He was out of the dungeon. He had been recalled to life. His rescue had happened just in time for him to save the Princess P from the terrible fate the rat had planned for her. So Despero wept with joy and with pain and with gratitude. He wept with exhaustion and despair and hope. He wept with all the emotions that a young small mouse who had been sent to his death and then delivered from it can feel to save his beloved. Reader, the mouse wept. 
and then he lay down on the sack of flour and slept. Outside the castle, the sun set and the stars came out and then they disappeared and gave way to the rising sun and still Tespero slept. And while he slept, he dreamt. He dreamt of the stained glass windows and the dark of the dungeon. In Despero's dream, the light came to life, brilliant and glorious, in the shape of a knife swinging a sword. The knife fought the dark. And the dark took many shapes. First the dark was his mother, uttering phrases in French. Then the dark became his father, beating the drum. The dark was furloughed, wearing a black hood and shaking his head no. And the dark became a huge rat, smiling a smile that was evil and sharp. The dark, Despero cried, turning his head to the left. The light, he muttered, turning his head to the right. He called out to the knight. He shouted, who are you? Will you save me? But the knight did not answer him. Tell me who you are, Despero shouted. The knight stopped swinging his sword. He looked at Despero. You know me, he said. No, said Despero. I don't. You do, said the knight. He slowly took off the armor and revealed nothing, no one. The suit of armor was empty. Oh, no, 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 said Despero. There is no knight in shining armor. It's all just make-believe, like happily ever after. And in his sleep reader, the small mouse began to cry. <laughs>